0: This is Food First Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan,
1: creating a food secure state, and by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for listening. Arthur Ashe said, From what we get, we can make a living, and what we give, however, will make a life. Recently, I hosted a small event at the Hawkins Park Greenhouse in Lansing. The purpose of this event was to kick off the 29th year of the Michigan Harvest Gathering. My guest included Brian Peters, the CEO of the Michigan Hospital Association, and Brian brought with him a check for $30,000. That's quite a gift to begin this season of giving. One of our newest friends who is passionate about this work of creating a food secure state and who was a recent guest here on the show, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, was also present. Joining us that day was the founder of the Michigan Harvest Gathering, Bill Schuette. Bill will join us on the show today along with the incomparable Tom Chilani, founder of the Hunger Free and the D. What a treat to speak to these two men who are using their means and influence to help us create a food secure Michigan. We are back in just a moment. You come back and be with us, too. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for listening. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here in the WJR studio. And, Jerry, we have one of the most special guests we've ever had on the show, and I'm going to leave it to you to introduce him.
2: Well... uh a tremendous friend and philanthropist, Tom Cholani, we we were able to catch him at his vineyard in Napa Valley where uh, he, he told us he's hand-picking every red grape, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, Tom, we're looking forward to introducing you to our guests, um, learning a little bit about you and, and a little bit about Hunger Free in the D, and uh, it's going to be a great show. So welcome, Tom.
3: Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, very special here, about eight thirty in the morning here at Napa Valley, uh, and it's just gorgeous. It's been about a hundred degrees the last three days, so we're, we're having a little cool down. Only eighty five today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Well, well, Tom, uh, you've been involved and been passionate about this work of uh, surrounding food security, and um, just help our listeners understand a little bit about you and that passion and uh, introduce yourself, if you will.
3: Sure, you know, so, uh, Tom and Vicki Chilani, we uh, grew up in Detroit, we still uh, reside in Michigan. Uh, we spent a little bit of time in Napa Valley, but most of our time is still in Michigan where our businesses are. Um, and our passion really comes from going back to my dad. Uh, back in the 60s and 70s, my dad was good friends with uh, Councilman Jack Kelly, Black Jack Kelly, uh, from the city of Detroit, Jack uh, was very close, and I hope you'll understand, and I'm going to say this, to the Capuchins. And I know, Jerry, you're close mm-hmm. to him. And, and that's how my family got started of giving back to the community in a way of donating our time. He would take us down there or even write the check and help them be able to buy secure food. So that's how our family got uh, into uh, giving on that way to the the kitchens in Detroit that are helping so many.
2: You know, talking about the Capuchins, I worked with the Capuchins for 15 years and eight of those years as the director of development for the Capuchin Soup Kitchen. And we met at a Hearts of Livonia golf outing when I was still working for the Capuchins. And that's going back, I bet, 20 years
3: well, it might even go back farther because the, the more I think about it, you know, my I lost my mom when I was 20 years old to cancer. And we had the beer distributorship. We were action distributing Miller for the city of Detroit all the way to Ohio. And uh, I lose my dad six years later when I'm 26. Wow. So, uh, and my dad had started the golf outing for St. Mary's Hospital in Livonia. And I took that over. And uh, actually the first year I took it over, when I was 26, I met Vicki. She was a volunteer from a restaurant in Livonia.
2: That's and, uh, a great story. <laughs>
3: We've been married 31 years next week. Wow. Um, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, the Heart Fund uh, did so much for the Livonia area and different uh, charities as my dad lined up over all the years. And uh, we continue on with my buddy Dario Bergamo and I with... Um, Cars and cigars that we, there's our format uh, that we do the first uh, Thursday in June for the last six years. And it's about, you know, auto, automobiles from Detroit, collectors, um, auto executives. Uh, We had 1,400 people this year and a waiting list. Um, And that is really what helps us fund Hunger Free in the D that is coming up here on uh, Monday, November 25th.
2: And it's going to be a huge event this year. I'm pretty excited about it. We have a a venue change, and we've got a little uh, tournament that's going to happen afterwards, and a few a few other pretty exciting things, but yeah. before we, before we do our shameless plug for hunger free in the D, which we will absolutely do. Um, I'm, I also know that, that you and Vicky and the family foundation have really helped a lot of different organizations accomplish some amazing things. And I, you know, I don't know if anything stands out in your mind as things that you've been particularly proud of, but, uh, but I think it's worth mentioning some of them.
3: Yeah. Um, so What we did with our – we have two foundations. We have our family foundation that we started with our children, and we make our three children, Vinny, Olivia, and Ben, come back to us still today. This started in high school, but still today they come to us at the holidays and say, this is a new charity in L.A. or Olivia now has just joined us in Napa at the Vineyard, um, and Ben in Michigan – These are things that they ran across in their communities, and they bring them back to us, and we discuss each one because they have found passion and a need to do something for them. And then we will discuss and and write them a check accordingly for that charity. So we get our kids engaged early um, by donating time first, by them understanding the feeling of going to gleaners or going and donating whether you're cleaning up somebody's yard in Detroit or whatever you need to do, how you feel after you're done accomplishing that mission. And, and I think that's so important with young people today that they don't have the money to write the check. You know, they're buried in college, uh, tuitions and everything. Go volunteer your time. Feel the passion that other people have. Yeah, and that's... And we work on that all the time.
2: That's amazing. That's amazing and really important. I mean, I know that speaking for both the Capuchins and Gleaners, as well as all of the food banks in Michigan, uh, volunteers enable our work. If we didn't have volunteers, we really couldn't get it done.
1: Well, it's important, you know, for, as, as Tom, as you say, that if you don't have the treasurer, maybe you do have the time and the talent. And uh, if I found that if people give of their time and their talent, it, when they whenever they're ready or whenever they're able, the treasure will come because they've had such a great, fulfilling experience of helping someone else by giving of their time and their talent.
3: Well, I, I agree and I truly believe in that. Uh, I was able to give a commencement speech at Central Michigan years ago, and I talked to the kids about that. I know you're graduating with so much debt but I want you to get engaged in your community where you live and where you work and get that feeling going of giving back. Um, and I've had so many parents come over up to me over the years and talk to me about that, that uh, it truly, I think, works uh, if you start with young people at an early age.
2: And you're seeing it in your own family, so congratulations. That's awesome.
3: Mm. But you went back, you asked me a question about things that we donated to for, over the years, that have made an impact. Uh, you know, I was on the Foundation Board at Beaumont, or I'm on the Foundation Board at Beaumont, and uh, we uh, redid the NATO, NATO NATO Care Unit years ago. And I've had people write me letters, call me, and even friends that I didn't even know were having children and say, We had to use the facility and thank you so much for your donation. Those key things like that keep me going, Wow, that we're doing, the, we're doing the right thing because people will take the time to reach out and thank us, strangers we've never met, but we help their child at, at that early point in life uh, develop properly because we gave them the right care. So, Tom, um, because- I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that um, I had a grandson born uh, just the day before yesterday, and he is in that unit right now. Right now, my grandson is in that unit, and I. So I had no idea that that you and your and Vicky and the family was behind that. But his name is uh, Luke Ezra, and he's uh, had a little trouble with his breathing, and they've put him into that unit. and um, And I got a t- i got a call on the way down to the studio today, and they said he's doing much much better. So, I had no idea that you were a, a catalyst for that. So on behalf of my family, I'm going to join that chorus and say thank you.
3: Well, you never know who you're going to touch in life, right? and uh, the world just got real small by me mentioning it and you telling me your experience you're having right now. So uh, I, I hope and I know and I pray that everything turns out well. I mean, uh, you, people think, I'm a, my wife thinks I'm a little crazy. When I see an ambulance go by me, I, my first thought is as is a, uh, a pregnant woman with her husband working, and she's got to get to the hospital to have this beautiful baby. Right. Uh, my glass is always full and never half empty when I'm thinking about life.
1: Yeah. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thank you. So on behalf of my family, I thank you. Look, we've got to take a quick break here, but Jerry's got more to talk with you about, particularly about... <laughs> hunger-free in the D, and the impact you're having across this entire region and state. He's Tom Chilani. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. That's Jerry Brisson. We're back in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here with our guest and friend, Tom Chilani. Jerry, you guys have been working together and uh, making a difference together for some time now.
2: Well, starting in 2014, uh, Tom had an idea and worked with WGR to bring about an event to help both the Capuchins and Gleaners called Hunger Free in the D. Um, it has been tremendously successful. He's been matching donations for us to get more of the community engaged in really solving this very intractable, but what we believe is a solvable problem, and it has really grown and blossomed over the years. And so this will be our sixth year uh, Um, uh, with Tom Matching Gifts and hosting Hunger Free in the D. And so, Tom, you picked uh, a brand-new location, and I'm excited to hear you talk about where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing.
3: Okay. So, you know, the last two years we've uh, done this at at Lear headquarters in Southfield, and they have been our underwriter of Hunger, Hunger Free in the D and Cars and Cigars since the beginning. I can't thank the guys at Lear for all they do for us. But here we go that this year they said, you know what? Why don't you, this is their idea. Why don't you use this as a auction item and let some bank corporation bid on it and let's move the uh, Paul W. Smith show to wherever they they want it. And I said, great idea. And um, Jeff Sheehan from the Sheehan company stepped up. And bought this, and he says, "Guys, I don't need to have it at my company. I love being the sponsor of it. You guys pick the location." And Dario Bergamo and I picked uh, Palazzo Bacci in Lapeer uh, to do the event. Tony and I go back 40 years. who's the owner, Tony Battaglia, and Tony was building my dad's buildings. Uh, he built this beautiful indoor bocce facility, um, and I don't know the date of it. It's been around, I think, at least 20 years. If anybody knows me, I've got a bocce court here at the Vineyard. I've got one in my house in Bloomfield. Uh, I just put courts in in the southern, in uh, the desert, in La Quinta, uh, at our country club. Uh, I love the game. You can be five years old or 100 years old and play this game, as long as you can balance a cigar and a drink in one hand. (laughs) So Tony's gracious to host this uh, there on November 25th. So we're going to start with the Paul W. Smith Show and do the live broadcast at 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, Vicki and I are, are donating $200,000, uh, $100,000 to Gleaners, $100,000 to the Capuchins. And for the last six years, we've been able to get people to call in and blow right past that match. We've been close to a half a million dollars the last few years that Monday before Thanksgiving. And we picked that because A, it's a great time when families are all coming back home on that Thursday to break bread and have a glass of Chilani wine. And they're in a giving mood because we're so lucky to enjoy our families and be sitting in our homes and being able to cook a beautiful dinner And there's other people that are not so fortunate that don't go with any food at all or need to go to the kitchens to get something to eat on Thanksgiving. And we felt a part of that, wanted to be a part of that. It actually started about seven years ago watching the parade, Thanksgiving Day Parade, and and listening to how the police department, fire departments that were handing out turkeys ran out and they felt so bad about people in line that did not get anything. And I said, man, well, we got to get engaged and do something here. So this is our small part of trying to give back to the community and feeding people that are in, in need.
2: Well, it's a, it's a very powerful thing that's, that happens every year, and, uh, and it certainly provides an awful lot of food. Uh, both the Capuchins and Gleaners can do an awful lot with the money that's raised, and we reach tens of thousands of people during the holiday season. And you know, the holiday season, uh, there's a lot of generosity, which we see, but there's also a lot of need. And so bringing people that want to help together with people that need the help is a, is a beautiful thing, and we, we appreciate all you've done, but not just in terms of writing a check, which is awesome, but really getting your whole network of people involved in, in wanting to make a difference. And that's part of the reason that we can blow by that that match number and, and reach a half a million or more uh, in total giving for that day because, you know, you really do <clears throat> put a little elbow grease into it, shall we say, in getting the people that support your business and that support you personally involved and, and feeling good about making a difference?
3: Well, you know, you know, I found out over the years getting engaged with different projects, whether it's Beaumont or, or Gleaners or others, there's a lot of people on the sidelines that want to give and they're not comfortable in giving. They don't know how to do it the right way. We're trying to give them a platform, a platform that they can go in and feel very comfortable and then get engaged and volunteer their time. I think that's our end goal is getting more people engaged, uh, and if everybody does their small part, we'll be just fine in this country.
2: Well, I certainly think that's the truth, and and again, I want to remind people this is November 25th. It starts uh, at 7 o'clock in the morning with the Paul W. Smith Show. There's going to be lots of opportunities to give on that day. And, uh, and certainly we'll have a little bit more information as we get closer to uh, how people can get engaged either by coming to the event or by making a, a donation that is matched by uh, your foundation and uh, your generosity.
3: We are also having a bocce ball tournament that day. Uh, starts at noon, goes to 5 p.m. right there. It's $2,500 a team, 100% of the money is going to gleaners and capuchins from the bocce tournament. So besides the matching money, we're hoping to raise another 100000 through the bocce tournament that's going to be right there that day with food and wine, and you might even find a cigar once in a while.
2: <laughs> and, of course, it's going to be Chilani wines, right? Absolutely. I didn't know there was any other
3: kind.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe there is. And
1: uh, you know what? I'm coming just for the cigar.
3: All Yeah, right, yep. so, well, we're excited about it, and we're excited about our partnership for all these years, Jerry, with you, because you are the hardest-working guy out there with a smile, and people love
2: you. Oh, well, thanks. That's really nice of you to say. Right back at you, my friend. And, uh, you know, that's certainly the core of our friendship comes from the passion we get for the community, doesn't it?
3: It does. That's what we feed off of. The, the, the people that come back to us and say, you guys are doing a great job, keep it up.
1: Well, Tom, it's been great to have you on the show. We've been trying to make this happen for uh, about a year now, and I'm glad that uh, we caught you in Napa Valley, and um, I think you've got some vineyards to tend to out there. But thanks for taking the time and being with us here on the show. And uh, God bless you, my friend, for all you and your family are doing.
3: And uh, I wish you the best with your grandson.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. food first michigan once again here's phil and jerry welcome back everyone dr phil knight here with jerry brisson and as promised our friend and colleague the honorable bill schuette and bill thank you for being back with us here on food first michigan
0: well you know thank you very much phil it's great to be uh back with you and jerry my my two great friends for the food bank council of michigan and uh uh this will be a great evening a great discussion uh, when we can talk about helping people and filling and stocking the shelves of people's uh, refrigerators and uh, shelves in their kitchen it's a uh, it's going to be a good evening and a great discussion thank you
1: well it's the 29th year of the Michigan Harvest Gathering and um you know i i think Jerry we 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 know the story because we've had the privilege to work with Bill and his dear wife Cynthia and we even were able to travel Uh, to Midland and uh, sit down with them and share about uh, the future of Michigan Harvest Gathering. So uh, I'm pretty excited. Here's an event that's been going on and growing for 29 years.
2: Well, and uh, certainly through excellent stewardship, um, from Bill and Cynthia and the state of Michigan and, you know, the people that have come on board um, who have continued to say, you know, this this remains a, an important issue even though sometimes it, it's not so visible. And that's one of the most important things about the Michigan Harvest Gathering is that it, it keeps the issue of food insecurity top of mind when people might not be thinking about it. And as you know, the average person who's struggling isn't going to come up to you and say, hey, by the way, I'm having an issue, they're going to try to keep it to themselves as much as possible. So these, these moments where we can really bring attention to the issue are critical to us, and I know it's been a big part of your heart, uh, Bill, and, and your wife's heart as well. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be, uh, it'd be great to hear again, how did, how did this get started?
0: Well, you know, Jerry, thanks. That's a beautiful lead-in. And, and Phil, thanks, too. Uh, this is all the, uh, the gem of, uh, uh, of my wife, Cynthia, Cynthia Schuette. And it was her idea, and, and then we built on it from that. But uh, it, it started back in, oh, gosh, 91. I was director of the Michigan Department of Agriculture. And so for you history folks out there, 91 was a hard time. Uh, we were in uh, still coming out of a, a recession, people out of work, uh, some out of hope, uh, some out of luck and there was a tent on the on the lawn of the capitol and a lot of strife and all of that and I came back one day from work, Cynthia and I were just married, and i uh, I told her about i I met uh, Phil one of your predecessors right. running the food bank council of Michigan, a woman named Karen ulrich and uh, uh, I came home talking about food banking, and Cynthia had already known about food banking. And, and uh, <laughs> I, it was new new to me, and, and so I, we were talking about things, and she looked at me and said, we got to do something about this. <laughs> and that's how the Michigan Harvest Gathering was born. And uh, with her idea, we met with some uh, uh, business leaders, some um, uh, associations and, and folks, and uh, we decided we're going to raise money to... Uh, uh, were uh help raise money for the food banks, and uh our first Michigan harvest gathering was at uh, oh gosh the Michigan state fair at uh, you know eight mile in woodward uh in hmm. those days and uh and every year uh we go uh i, I raise money and uh cynthia 's great idea and uh but we 're committed to this someone that once asked me was the that's the best thing you've enjoyed in your in, in public service, and you know we've cut taxes and we've done this and uh, schools and education, a whole bunch of issues. But the thing that's been most meaningful for for the Shooties is the Michigan Harvest Gathering.
1: Well, for sure, absolutely for sure. And uh, you know, it, it. I think Jerry, you, what you said is really what Bill has accomplished in Bill and Cynthia and in, in taking on food insecurity across our state, in the urban areas, in the rural areas, that the Michigan Harvest Gathering is the opportunity to elevate the issue and challenge of food insecurity from our kids to our senior citizens and all the working families in between, that, you know, everybody needs a little bit of help for a little while, and here we come alongside of them. And the Michigan Harvest Gathering allows the entire state of Michigan to be involved, in coming alongside their hungry neighbors.
0: That's exactly it. And here's the key, and, and, and what you can do is, so our listeners, so maybe you're at a school, or at a college, or a community college, or a business, or a, uh, what have you. You can have uh, food drives uh, at your school. Uh, everybody can participate. You can go to the Secretary of State's office and drop off uh you know, food and uh and, and non perishable items. Uh, or make a contribution online. There are so many ways everybody gets to participate.
1: And so, that would be fbcmish.org dot <laughs> org. You can find out all about the Michigan Harvest Gathering and how to don and how to donate as well.
2: Well and what I wanted to say uh is that, you know, championing an issue and doing it steadfastly bring so much credibility to an issue that the, the average person isn't thinking about necessarily or really or really understanding fully and your work in public service where you've seen the difficult issues come across your desk in in various roles over the years and you've had to grapple with all these you know complex issues about the economy and health care and education as you mentioned all these things that are complicated but but you get to know the people. And once you get to know the people and what they're going through, um, you really do start to get a heart for we really do have to do something.
0: Yeah, and I look at it this way. You know, there are lots of things you can do. There are, you know, lots of great charities in your hometowns and your cities and that dot the landscape in, in Michigan. But this is one of them, the Michigan Harvest Gathering, where, you know, your 10 bucks or your 100 bucks or your food drive, uh, it's uh, low overhead and uh, high on uh, direct assistance to people. And think of it this way: there might be somebody who's uh, uh, maybe it's someone you know the uh, the issue between the UAW and GM right now on, on strike, uh, um, or it could be someone who's out of job, uh, uh, or you know the paycheck's late or an unexpected bill, which means there's not enough uh, food in the fridge, not enough uh, food on the shelves. You go down to your local food bank or pantry or soup kitchen that's connected with the Michigan Harvest Gathering or anything else. It doesn't matter. You're helping people who need a little uh, uh, a hand up, uh, you know, some renewal, some hope, uh, uh, and that's what the Michigan Harvest Gathering is all about.
1: He's Bill Schuette. That's Jerry Basson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. You're listening to Food First Michigan. We're going to come back with our friend and colleague, Bill, the founder of the Michigan Harvest Gathering, and uh, talk a little bit more about this great statewide emphasis of a food and funds campaign to help our hungry neighbors. You come back and be with us. everybody. Thanks for listening. Bill Shooty's our guest today. The founder, he and his wife Cynthia of the Michigan Harvest Gathering, a statewide campaign for food and funds that really uh, helps address the issues and challenges associated with the toxic stress of food insecurity. And we're in our 29th year um, you know, Bill, we have some really good partners. Jerry, you were you were talking about one specific group of partners that come alongside of us every year as well.
2: Well, one thing we're doing a lot more of is trying to integrate with healthcare and all the things that healthcare is doing to address the social determinants of health. And they've been part of the Michigan Harvest Gathering for a long time. And I figured, Bill, you'd know about that and can tell us a little bit about how did they get involved.
0: Well, you know, that was uh, started back in 1997 uh, when I approached the Michigan uh, Health and Hospital Association, some great, great people, great organization, if they'd get involved in the Michigan Harvest Gathering. And ever since that time, they've been prime sponsors and they kick-started every year with a, a big chunk of investment. And over the, you know, their participation, 25 plus years now, um, they've given, I think, over $3 million. And then they're. Mm-hmm. Their teams at the hospitals all across Michigan, they're healthcare advocates. They do food drives at hospitals and they've just done a tremendous job. And, and when you see what the hospital's done, that kind of helps leverage and make the argument to other businesses to, hey, uh, can you make an investment to help uh, your neighborhood food bank?
1: Well, yeah, Brian Peters, the CEO for the Michigan Health and Hospital Association, was with us last week. And uh, and true to form, Brian shows up with a $30,000 check to kick off the Michigan Harvest Gathering. And so we were pretty excited. And speaking of that event, Bill, I thought it was a, a pretty cool venue. We were in a greenhouse there in um, in uh, Hawkins Park there in, in Lansing. And, uh, you know, with a t- hot topic of conversation about how uh, – what the climate is and the conversations like uh, politically across the nation and even here in Michigan, I thought it was a pretty cool picture to see uh, you and our Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson with myself and Brian Peters from Michigan Health and Hospital Association all standing together, private, uh, a, a, a business corporation, um, yourself, the founder of MHG, and our current Secretary of State, because it seems that hunger, and hunger for kids specifically, is an issue that unites us. It sure doesn't divide us.
0: No, it was a beautiful thing, and Brian Peters is such a class act, and I appreciated his presence, and I'm so glad that Jocelyn Benson was there, because over the course of time, there have been four secretaries of state that uh, have opened their hearts uh, and opened the doors of the secretary of state offices across Michigan where people can come in and, and make a contribution, bring some non perishable food, and, and the, the real core about the Michigan Harvest Gathering, which was exhibited by Jocelyn and I uh, joining up together, is that the Michigan Harvest Gathering rises above. It rises above the rancor, sometime of the coarseness and and discussion, uh, and all across the spectrum. And it rises above because it really, it's helping people. And if you're out of work, out of hope, out of luck, hungry, You don't really give one whit
1: about, is it a Republican or a Democrat? You just want
0: to provide for your family, for crying out loud. And so it was a beautiful thing. I agree.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it just emphasizes, once again, one of the the truisms that we say here around the show, and that is if you're hungry, you only have one problem. You're really not worried about anything else because your mind's held captive of what am I going to eat, and more importantly, what am I going to give my kids? You know, exactly. Bill, for 29 years, you and Cynthia have been involved in uh, helping to alleviate hunger across the state. And we felt as a, the board of directors of the Food Bank Council felt that that 28 years and now this 29th year really deserved some recognition. And I, I, I want to just take the opportunity to announce to our listeners that one of the awards that we give out at this event, the Michigan uh, Harvest Gathering, which will be November 13th there at the Lansing Country Club, is being named the Bill and Cynthia Shooty Michigan Hunger-Free Award. And uh, I think it's just to honor you and Cynthia for uh, your dedication to this this, this cause and, and the belief in us and in the work that we do.
0: Well, that was your. You're so gracious and kind to uh, you, Phil, and, and you, Jerry, and the Food Bank uh, uh, team across Michigan to uh, pay us that honor. And uh, uh, Cynthia and I are deeply complimented. We look forward to coming on the 13th. And, you know, we're committed to this thing. This uh, Well, we've been doing it for 29 years, and we'll continue to do it for a, a good long time. And, and uh, we thank you. We're very appreciative, very, very complimented. Uh, I'm quite surprised. And, uh you know, and if you change your mind, get a better offer. We
2: are. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to auction it off right now. In, in fact, uh, you know, one of my dad's sayings was, "If you have leadership, you have everything, and if you don't have leadership, you have nothing." And and as we now today. Um, are really moving toward how do we actually solve food insecurity in our state, and who needs to be involved, and how do we bring the people that win to the table? You know, you were changing that conversation before anyone was talking about can we actually solve this problem? And those seeds of leadership are what's blossoming now. And so it is so appropriate to commemorate that and to acknowledge that without that leadership and movement forward and getting the entire state involved, knowing this is important, knowing that you're going to hang your hat on this year after year after year, make sure it's successful. Arm twist every friend in your little black book <laughs> and do all the other things that you've done to, uh, to make sure this community knows how important it is to solve this problem. We couldn't be here today, and so I, I think it's, uh, it's the least we can do, um, and we look forward to doing the most we can do to, to keep working together to, to make this problem go away.
0: Well, thank you. We have a great team, and that's how the, uh, that these things only work and occur if there's a great team. And you and Phil and the, and the folks who were worked before you and and uh, the team you have now that's assembled is really good. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, uh, but between now and November 13th, people need to give, write their checks, do their food drives, and uh, pony up and and uh, help those who are in need.
1: That's it. He's Bill Shooty. And, Bill, please uh, give Cynthia our greetings, and we look forward to seeing you guys on November the 13th at the Michigan Harvest Gathering uh, culmination event. And uh, it'll be a spectacular day of celebration as how Michigan has come together to help us solve hunger and create a food-secure state. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, I guess it's time for a little food for thought. I'm thankful for people like Tom and Bill and Jocelyn who are using their means and their influence to bring attention to the needs of our hungry neighbors. The Food Bank Council of Michigan is focused on food because it is our role to play in helping people and our communities deal with the challenge of poverty and life in general. But it isn't just about the food. It is more than that. It's deeper than that. When a person is food insecure, scarcity becomes their mindset. A study recently concluded states that scarcity fills the mind with intrusive thoughts about what you do not have. It doesn't leave room for anything else. That's why we say, when you're hungry, you only have one problem. Food insecurity is the scourge of our nation and no child, parent, grandparent, or person anywhere should live within the confines of scarcity. We can do better like Tom, Bill, and Jocelyn. Hunger isn't political and it never discriminates. God help us all. Jerry and I are back next week to discuss the powerful changes that occur when you change the conversation about food insecurity. We are seeing those changes come alive and we are excited to chat about it with you. In the meantime, if you can't get enough of us, find more of us, at Food First Michigan or Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening and supporting the Michigan Harvest Gathering at fbcmich.org. And until next week, remember, it's Food First, folks. Food First. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a
3: food-secure state.